What's up, family? Welcome to the If Nothing Else podcast. This is Nate, and you already know the deal. Our goal is to propel others to their God-given purpose, meaning, and calling. And by this time, you know that um, I, I try my best to incorporate ideas of faith, leadership, and life, but I really want to introduce you to people that have made an impact on my life, that have added value, contributed to who I am today, and that's what we're going to do. I have a, an amazing friend, a best friend of mine that I've known since college, who we've kind of grown up together in these last almost 10 years. He is just an amazing man of God, uh, a husband, a father, but also an entrepreneur. He has his, his own business. He's an NFL agent, content creator, podcaster, and then he's a, an investor as well. So he does everything. He has his hand in a whole, whole bunch of different pots, wears a whole bunch of different hats. Today, I introduce you to uh, to Joshua Grady, man. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's good? We here. If nothing else, it's podcast, same. I'm ready. Listen, if y'all are listening right now and you have not subscribed to the podcast, like, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. Give my guy a five-star review, likes, all the things. Show some love. I'm Listen, ready. Man. Listen, man. Nate, bro, let's get it, bro. I just want to say, you know, thank you, Josh. You know, you've been very instrumental in me starting this. You know, I, 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 you know, just to give some context, it was like a year I was playing around with the idea, right? And Josh, Josh, if, if you don't, Joshua, he's a, he's a doer, right? So he don't sit on his hands. He's somebody that is, is going to get out there. And he's like, Nate, just, just get going, start. And um, I just want to... Uh, to say thank you because I appreciate all of the encouragement, the support, um, and just watching your model, the way that you do things. And and we were talking a little bit off uh, off screen, and I just said, man, you just make it look so easy in the way that you you just handle and balance everything in life. And it, I look up to to you in the way that you do that, man. So as we it, as we start to to get to know you a little bit more, um, you know, when we speak in this podcast, we talk a lot about purpose, right? And um, you know. In my opinion, purpose, and especially in our context in society, is kind of like romanticized, right? If I find my purpose, everything is going to be fine. You know, I'm going to get that job that I want. I'm going to get that salary. But nine times out of ten, that's not how it is. There's a process to our purpose, right? And and in most cases, that process is is hard. It's uncomfortable. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your process and how you got to where you are today. Mm. Man, that's good. We can dive right in. It's actually the, what we were talking about uh, you know, with Earl Nightingale, there's a time, this was in 2016, I had just graduated from Florida, got my master's, played football, you know, was in Cabo Side where we met, all these things had on the surface, like everything was good. And then I, in reality, <clears throat> I was basically what I would, I guess, self-diagnosed, depressed, felt purposeless, hopeless, was just in a point where as an agent, like we had a draft pick and I still felt like what I was doing, there was just no meaning to it. And I got to a point where, like I said, I was just basically down and out, man, got into some drugs, just not good, like sins, basically. And one of my friends, Andrew Williamson, he sent me the podcast, Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Like I said, I've shared it with everyone now. And just the words that Earl was saying for me, it just gave me a spark. Like it gave me a spark, like, okay, like what I allow into my mind and a lot of, he had a lot of biblical basis behind a lot of his teachings and just kind of gave me a sense of not necessarily control, but a sense of desire to be something that I was not yet. Mm. And so really from there, bro, just been diving in, like reading the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like God is very clear. If you do such and such and such and such, you're going to reap tenfold. And so getting around people like you, like even with my podcast, like talking to you, like you might have waited, been a little methodical, 
but like you've helped me. I didn't have a visual. Like I didn't have this. That's right here. You know what I'm saying? Until I was like, oh, Nate got a whole brick background, <laughs> you know? And so I think it's just, again, for me, picking up the seeds that are laid before you, mm-hmm. uh, I think God gives us little breadcrumbs into what our purpose is. Yeah, but like you mentioned, oftentimes it does not look like how we envision it. But if we just submit to what he has in front of us, man, you can have, really live a beautiful life. I love that, man. I, I love how you talked about how, you know, that that uncomfortable season really, it, it, it in a sense, it catapults you, right? You, and, and, and that's the thing. It's your choice. You could do one or two things with the cards that you've been dealt and you could you can kind of take steps backwards or you can say, you know what, there's a reason why this happens. And and that's I, when I look at, you know, you know, my story, when I look at my life and all the things that I've gone through, it's it's looking at those those hard times, those uncomfortable moments where I realized, man, I grew more in that. Than any promotion, any salary increase, any birthday, any celebration, and sometimes we we take that for granted, right? So for for you, you're saying it was in those in that in 2016 that moment after watching that video, you just had a, some clarity. And then what were your steps after that? Did you did you do you feel like it was an overnight thing or it was kind of mm. just a progression? If only it was overnight, right. man. Uh, yeah, definitely a progression. I would say to me, it's like. I mean, we talk about investing on my podcast, like it's the S&P 500. When you look at the short term in a month, three months, you might have some down slopes, you might have some great increases. Yeah. But in reality, it's that slow tick down and up, down and up. But over time, you are gradually increasing. And so I would say for me, it's really the daily, like I'm big on the daily grind, big yeah. on the utilizing every 24 hours that we have to grow like that 1%. Like that people talk about growing by 1%, things are 1% better, but that is real. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, I think what we do is we allow time to slip us by, to pass us by. That's something you have a child. Now I have a child. That's something having a child. Now you realize like how quickly time really goes. And so I would say for me, like, it's been a long journey, man, a long process. I still have my faults, still have my flaws that I'm working through, still things that entrapped to me in 2016 I can still falter to today Mm. but I can say looking back that I've been able to be just kind of persistent consistent and again having the right people around you that is something that I think is invaluable I think you even said this is something that stole me man we talked about this in a bible study maybe like two or three years ago Nate and you were saying how God God's promote God does not promote the way man promotes you know what I'm saying I like I remember that and like every single day God can promote us If we allow him to every single day, we can be a better version of ourselves. Every single day, we can be a step closer to that end destination, whatever that looks like for you. But we live in a society that is contradictory to all of it. We are in the microwave society. You know what I'm saying? But God is, he's more like the oven. He let let it marinate a little bit. You got to get hot a little bit. Got to let some things melt away. But in the end, if you allow him to, you will be crystallized to, you know, the, the figure, the form that he wants you to be. And that's so, bro. And, and I, I appreciate you bringing that up because sometimes in seasons of your life, you, you may say things or you may be in a good spot. And then another like that, that valley, you forget. And you just brought that to I forgot that I said that, you know, and it's <laughs> but it's, it's so true. You need people around you that will remind you, hey, you may not be where you want to be, but you're much better than where you were. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it's so important to, you know, um, we with our core group, you know, that we have when we come together, we may not see we haven't seen each other in a couple of years. We got people in different states, one in China. Shout out to to Corey. Shout out, Corey. Corey. But we find ways to continue to build each other up and keep each other accountable. And I think that's that's so important. 
So in in kind of moving forward, we know that after we kind of went through your bio, you you you're doing a lot, man. You're doing a lot, and and you're successful in those areas. But one of the things that I love to ask people is, you know, when it's all said and done, what do you want to be known for the most? Like, what mm. is if 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 you could just think about what other people would say about you when your time on this earth is done? What legacy would you would you hopefully have left behind? That's good. That's a good question. The first word that comes to mind is joy. Mm. So for me, I would want people to recognize me as he had joy. He lived life joyous. Doesn't mean always happy, but always had a joy in his life. Uh, as well as when people interact with me, I want them to leave every conversation. If they go to my Instagram post, if they listen to the podcast, I want them to leave with a joy in their heart yeah. as well. So I would say the one word would be joy because I think that is something, again, this world teaches us, preaches a lot about happiness mm. and happiness is temporary. But when you have joy, no one can take that away except yourself. That's so it. I would, yeah, I would say the joy, man. That's so good. And that's, and that's, it's so beautiful that, you know, cause I know you, I know you and, and I know how intentional you are in your interactions with people. And, um, you know, you, you always leave a lasting impression. I think and that, that's important for, you know, this podcast. I love, I love the idea of leadership, right? When we think of that leadership is influence, we all have influence. We're all able to um, leave somebody better than when we left them. But we also can do the opposite, right? Like we never leave somebody the same. It's either better or worse. And um, I, I know you and I know the intentionality that you have with, you know, in, in your, your Uber Eats or walking the dog or going to pick some food up. When you see somebody, you talk to them. And, and that's the importance of, of understanding our influence. And when I think of you, I think of influencer, not in the sense of YouTube creator or podcaster, mm. but I think of you take every moment every day when there is um, a moment to influence that person in real time like that. Somebody's right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, that, yeah I think man. that's a good word that you said there because, oh, that's good. Every person, oh, that's why I'm going to have to put that Take in the it, notes, man. Take bro. it, That's all you, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's all you. You, leave, you influence someone either in the positive or the negative with yeah. every single interaction. Yeah. Even if it's the lady at the cash register. Yeah. You know, so that's good. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take that one. You got it, bro. Got that's all that yours, man. That's all you. <laughs> um. So, so we know that a... You know, if we, if if we were to go and we'll we'll kind of talk about your your platforms at the end, um, your social media and stuff like that. But we know that if we were to to find you, that your faith is a big aspect of who you are, mm. right? Whether you're talking about, um, you know, your your business being an agent, you're talking about investing, you're talking about how you raise your 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 kid being a husband. Faith is a huge part. It's the core of who you are. Tell me how that impacts the decisions you make, how you interact with people, how you lead your business. What how mm. how big uh. How big of a factor is faith in your life? Man, faith is everything. The very first, so interesting how deep our relationship goes. The very first Bible verse I ever recall. I wasn't like I wasn't one person that grew up in a church, things of that nature. Um, but I remember when we pledged, the very first verse we had to remember was faith, or excuse me, Hebrews eleven one. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. And I would say it's everything, bro, because again, like. While that's my business as an agent, like you have to recruit guys for 12, 16 months mm. without ever knowing if you're going to reap anything. Mm. Like you can recruit a guy for a year and not get a dime yeah. from that. Like that's the reality. While it's with Lydia, you know, when I moved up here to Nashville, we were in a very bad place. But I said, my future person is yeah. up here. I got to do whatever I can in yeah. hopes that she will come my way. And now we're married with a child. And so I think it's just 
I don't know. It's something that I think everyone has to go through on their own. Mm. But there's a very a specific. I'm big on the uh, just having moments, stories. I think that's impactful. There's a moment I had kind of in that same season I mentioned in 2016, where I was like, you know, God, I know you're real. You know, I know you're real. People talk about you. Like if someone would have asked me at Vandy, like, are you a Christian? Oh, I'm raising my hand. I'm going to FCA. I'm doing all of these things. Kind of like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But I had my really kind of, as in quotes, come to Jesus moment where I asked God, I said, you know, if you are real, if this Bible is real, mm-hmm. if everything that I've heard about you is true, that you are who you say you are, like prove it to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not too humble or too proud to say that I had this dialogue with God. And since then, man, he's just shown me a little glimpses. You know, the Bible tells us you can literally go outside and look at his creation and see evidence of him. And so I would say just along my journey, he has done that in little increments. And if there is one event, most more than anything else is when Roman was born, Mm. just because it was like, bro, where did you come from? Yeah. (laughs) Like you were not here. Like you, you literally came out of my wife's stomach. And so for me, there is nothing more miraculous, Mm. nothing that takes more faith than believing and trusting that God is going to help this human come out of your wife. Like that's incredible to me. And so I think just now where I'm at is just the point, bro, where it's like undeniable God's presence. Like the fact that we are here, you know, the fact that we are both standing firm in who we are in Christ, like that doesn't happen by accident. It's not a coincidence that we pledge together. And so I think it's just so many tangents I can go on, but bro, like faith is everything for me because without it, you look at the world today. Like I was asking my wife, we're in the car and I apologize to listeners because I can't go on my rambles, but I'm in the car with Lydia try to, you know, grow her in every way that I can. I said, hey, how do you know that heaven is real? Like, mm. how do you know there's truly an eternity after this? Mm. And her response was just so true. She said, you look at the world today. This can't be it. Mm. Like, this can't be it. Mm. She believes God made us, that he brought us here. There's no way that this is it. Just when you look at the turmoil and the division. And so for me, it's just there's clear, clear evidence yeah. of God's presence and that we do have someone that we have to answer to at the end of this time. That's so good. And it, it's so beautiful that, you know, you're you're so unapologetic on on your views. Right. And one of the things that it, it's so funny. So context. Right. So we did we pledged together in in college. We were in the same fraternity and um you know, it's, we've grown up together, man. We were in our early twenties and now we're, we are professionals with, with, uh, with kids and we're, dads, we're married yet. Yeah, every single one of us is, is a, mm-hmm. is going, is a father is in, in what, what I just start, started to think about is like, yo, you knew me at my worst. You, you knew, Same. you knew me, we knew each other at, at our worst and granted we are not perfect, but to see the restoration that's taken place over time how we've been able to use our testimony for good. Like every every bad situation that happened in college, we've been able to turn that into good into, in a way that's going to help somebody else, right? And we recognize that everybody listening to this podcast is not, may not be a believer, um, but I, I hope that you're not tuning, you know, tuning yourself out because I believe that even though people have differences, we can still learn from each other, right? And restoration is just such a beautiful thing. It just, and when we're talking about purpose, we are not our past mistakes. We are not who we were in college, who we were in our past. And we are living testimonies of that because we could still be stuck like many people we know in the same spot, spiritually, mentally, mis- uh, emotionally, physically, but we've been restored and we've grown. 
And in finding our purpose, we look at what we've gone through and we've, we've turned it into a positive. And, and when you yes. spoke about that, I just, I just thought of that word restoration, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's interesting. The very first meeting we had, I remember with our, um, the interest meeting yeah. and I was, you were the oldest person there, I think, cause you're the one about to be a senior. Yeah. And the one thing you spoke, you were like, I'm not going to do anything that's going to go against my faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, I would do whatever, <laughs> I'm doing whatever they say. And they was like, no, I'm not doing anything that goes against, you know, my beliefs. And so I think it's, again, it's not a coincidence that we're having this yeah. dialogue today. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, bro, for, for bringing that, man. It's, it's, hey, I remember it all, bro. You do. You do, man. Jo- Josh was, you know, he, he's a man. I remember the first time I saw him, he was just so ready. Like he was just tunnel, tunnel vision. Like I'm going to get this done. And he's, and he's that same person. Granted, it's, we're not pledging anymore, but he applies mm. that. So, you know, one of the things that I love to speak on um, when we're talking about purpose, when we're talking about finding your own way, there are moments where you have to you have to pave your own way, right? Mm. And when, and when I talk to young people, I think you know we get to a point sometimes where we may have a dream, a vision, it doors close, things don't end up happening, and we give up. But there are moments where we may not have to go the traditional sense; we have to pave our own way. And when I think of who you are, what you've done, granted, as an agent, you've said this yourself that you don't fit the mold of a traditional agent. In what ways have you had to mm. pave your own way and find um, your own uh, way of getting to that ultimate goal? Like, what 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 yeah. was your process in that? That's good. So I would say when I first started out, you know, someone, if you ask yourself, anyone listening, when you think of an NFL agent, what do you visualize? For most people, it's, you know, suit and tie, you know, two phones, nice watch, slacks, all of the sorts. <clears throat> and for me, I tried to be that. Like my first year, I tried to be that. Every meeting, had on a suit, button up, you know, tie, slacks, the shoes, everything. Try to talk a certain way. And it's just draining. Like it's draining. And I think that's something that for a lot of people you can take on with you is no matter what your career, your venture is going to be tiring. It's going to be hard. It's going to fatigue you, whatever it is like the work. It doesn't matter what field you're in. Like the work is real. But is it draining you or is it fulfilling you? And so for me, like that first year, bro, I was trying to be like everyone else. I was just trying to do what everyone else was doing. And it wasn't until I mean, honestly, it was basically in synergy with my walk with the Lord is that as he began to affirm and confirm who I was as a man, Mm. then I realized like, you know, God made me a certain type of way. Mm. He made me to enjoy wearing like Lululemon pants with just a nice little shirt. I don't like wearing ties. Like I'm not too much of a watch guy. I got a few, but that just was not who I am. Like Mm. that's not who I am. Mm. And I think secondly, that is something I, in the time that we're in with social media and so much peer pressure to conform and cancel culture and all these things is really be believing in just who you are yourself and not worrying about rejection. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that really hinders a lot of people is the fear of, well, if I'm not this type of way, this person's not like, I used to think that if I don't dress like this, this person's not going to sign with me. Mm-hmm. If I don't talk like this, this person's not going to sign with me. But you have to get to the point where, like, I'm okay because that just means that person is not meant for me. That's good. And that's something leading my my wife. Like, she's been just an unbelievable rock support system in everything that I'm doing is, like, Joshua, that person is not going to roll with you because you like to be comfortable when you go to a lunch meeting. 
you probably don't want them as your client anyways, because yeah. you're going to have to still keep up that same mentality that happens in marriage. That happens when people get jobs, things of that nature is for me, for you, for any viewers, like, is it fulfilling you or is it draining you? Because if it is draining you to where you're having to do up such and such, do yourself up just to even be in that same room. It's probably not something that God really has for you. Oh, that's man good. I mean, so man, I love when we talk, man, because every time we talk, we always like kind of go back and forth on feeding into each other and, and we, we get these like little nuggets. Right. So. When you were talking, I just thought about like self-awareness, right? Understanding who you are, what's your lane. And I think a lot of people miss that because they don't want to reflect. They don't want to think back on things that may trigger them. Like you, you realize, okay, mm-hmm. this wearing ties, this, um, this facade that I'm putting on, like you said, it drains me. It's not the energy that, that I want to put the focus that I want to, to, to put all my eggs in one basket. And so, you know, if I'm not self-aware in that area, I can continue in that cycle, in this self-draining cycle to the point where, you know, I will continue because I haven't had self-awareness in saying, hey, this is really who I am. This is where I want to go. And if I lack that, what we call emotional intelligence, I'll never get to mm-hmm. that point. But then also when you spoke about fear, I'm taking this class on entrepreneurship right now. And fear is like the, the foundational aspect or emotion that cancels out creativity. Because all I'm, all we're doing is thinking about doubt. We're thinking about self-criticism. And it's a, you know, we make it sound easy by saying, you know, we can't be fearful. But that takes time. It takes work mm-hmm. in any area of our life. Because as humans, we're very self-concerned. We want, we care what people think about us. So I've seen you in even this last year just create something from scratch and venture out into new areas. And do you believe that's because you stopped thinking about what others would think, or you just kind of really focused on limiting that fear? Like what really sparked that creativity in you, especially in this last year where everything's kind of blown up for you? That's good. So I would say one, that I'm still very fearful. Like the fear is still real. Mm. Um, There's always fear of, you know, will people not listen to this episode? Yeah. Will people not like this post? Just because you're humans. You know what I'm saying? Like our brain is wired for survival. And the way that our world now is made survival in quotes is being popular on the internet. Mm. Like that's what a lot of people view as survival. And so I would say like, I still have just these fears that society has just for right or for wrong, like seeds that are planted. However, one thing that really stuck with me is David Meltzer. He had this, uh, this podcast that I came across and in this episode, he said, what if someone told you, because a lot of people, the fear, main fear is rejection. I guess yeah. no of some sort, no by whatever. And he said, what if I told you that after your 50, 50th no, you would get your first yes. How would you feel after you got your first no? You'd be like, all right, I'm getting somewhere. How would you feel after you got your 30th? You'd be like, kind of like, okay. How would you feel after you got your 49th rejection mm. or no? You would be over the moon. You'd be like, let's go. Like, my yes is coming. And so I would say for me, it's just that understanding that they're like rejection is a part of it. The fear is a part of it. Like you go through it. You don't avoid it. Like uh, I don't know who said it. Someone said it. I didn't make it up. But someone they were like, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Mm. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Having a child will put fear in you. Okay. Having your wife tell you, hey, I'm pregnant. There's going to be some sort of fear. Mm. Okay investing there's fear yeah. like that's just a reality going under the squat rack squatting yeah. 400 pounds there's a fear involved yeah. like it's just the reality fear is not going away like that's it's always going to be there 
And so if you allow fear to paralyze you, you will do nothing. Mm. Like you won't do anything. And I think for a lot of people, again, is you have to be okay. Like it's okay to be fearful. Like that's okay. It's yeah. normal, yeah. but it's not okay to let that be what stops you. Good, and bro. that I think is the, if there is any switch that flipped for me is that, okay, I am in fear. I have fear of something, whatever it could be, however small, however big, but that's okay. I can still keep going in spite of it. Mm. You know? So I would say just that, however, in short that you could synopsis that I yeah. think that's just the reality, man. Is like the fear is real. It's okay. But now you have to make the decision. Do I choose to allow it to paralyze me or do I continue to move forward? And that's the basis of it all. Bro, that, that, that hits so hard because that just speaks to like the vulnerability of your leadership, right? Where you just say, Hey, the fear's always there. It, always. it, it never goes away. It's what I do with that doubt because that, that doubt can do one of two things. Like it can paralyze me or it can, it can bring a, a heightened sense of awareness. Right. So, mm-hmm. so um, I, I remember we used to teach this class in, uh, called stress when I worked in employee health and wellbeing. And we talked about how not all fear is bad. Right. If I'm in mm. the woods and a bear is around me, that fear, like you said, is going to help me survive. Yes. So understanding what to do with that fear in certain situations, it, it all goes back to that, that self-awareness, but being vulnerable enough as a leader to let other people know who are going through the same thing. Hey, fear is real. You're going to deal with it. And sometimes you're going to give into it. That's, that's totally fine. Let's build from that. Let's get better. And, yeah. and that's what, what really speaks to your leadership. And, and when I think of, you know, I had, I've had some great opportunities to not only watch you pave your own way, but you've been, been paving a way for other people behind you, right? So you have a, a whole bunch of young people who are kind of following that same mold and realizing I don't, I don't have to do this traditional approach. And you have this agent Academy that kind of teaches your approach and doing things. So you are a, an, an amazing leader and I've had the opportunity to like well. sit in and, and hear you speak. So how would you define your, 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 what would your definition of leadership be? And, and it doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't like mm. when you think of leadership and how you're impacting these people that, uh, that work for you or in your Academy, how do you define leadership? Oh, that's a good question. I would say being a leader, I mean, in simple terms, being a leader is showing the way. Yeah, man. So that's all it is. It's showing the way. Um, I think that you have to, in order to do that, you have to be able to serve those that are following you. You have to be humble enough to be transparent. Mm. You have to, you know, submit yourself to the betterment of other people. Um I think that's why there are so many bosses, but so few leaders. That's good. I would say. And like I said, just showing the way, man, like with the agent Academy for me is nothing more than like when I became an agent, like I didn't have no, there was no one, no roadmap, no mentor, like not a single person. I was like, I said, all I had was God and the Bible, bro. And just like fear leading you just like, okay, like this is what is you're going to go X, Y, Z place. But I think for me now is just realizing like being able to help those that follow you like that yeah. to me is like it should be normal. Like yeah. that's something you should want to do. It's not. I think with a lot of people, why there are so few leaders is we can look at the world where it has 100 pieces to the pie. Mm. We think it has 100 pieces to the pie and we want all 100 pieces. Mm. And that's why a lot of people don't lead. But the reality is there's infinite pieces to the pie. That's so good. So like I can help you get your slices so good. and I'm getting my slices too. You know what I'm saying? And I think when you just have that realization that 
the like Earl Nightingale again, he says something in that message. He said, we don't have to compete. All we have to do is create. Mm. And the moment I realized all I have to do is create and show others how to create in their own way. That to me is all leadership is, bro. You bro. know what I'm saying? Like, you, that's it. And what's so beautiful is that you're living it, right? It's not only something that you say, but you actually do it. And when I think about leadership, I think, you know, it's mentorship, leadership, being able to propel somebody or to bring them mm-hmm. farther than you've gone. Correct. And being okay with that is is a true definition of leadership because I see how excited you get when your team has accomplishments or they have their first YouTube or they put out a podcast. That's it's like a win. It's a win for you. It's a win. And if they mm-hmm. went on to having a viral video and and making a hundred k on YouTube and you stayed where you were at, you'd be fine with that. You'd be like, yeah. yo, that that is that is great. And I think that's what we lack. In leadership, and I'll even go a, a step further. I've seen it in the corporate world. Sometimes mm-hmm. we lack that with people of color. When we have people of color in leadership positions, um, you know, I can think of a couple times in my life where I saw somebody, a Hispanic CEO of this, this, and that, and I say, "Hey, can I meet with you?" And I'm sitting uh, across the table from this man, and I can tell it's like I'm wasting his time, or mm-hmm. he, he's he's not invested in me. And I'm thinking, man. If you only knew how big of an influence you could be on my life, especially as a man of color, especially with me not being able to see many of us around in leadership positions, I wish you really knew the impact of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's good. I love the fact that you said you talked about servant leadership, but you also said, yo, there's a lot of a lot of pieces to this puzzle. We could all eat. We could all come Everybody together. Eats, man. Everybody eats, man. And that's yeah. that's I think that also stems from you being an athlete too, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, being on a, a solid championship team, you know, as a, as a baseball player, I may not be the one hitting, hitting a home run, but if I can lay down that bunt, that's going to get somebody in scoring position and we get the W and I go 0 for 4, I'm good with yeah. that because we got the W. You know what I'm saying? Here's something for you. There's a guy, one, I think there's the scarcity mindset mm-hmm. plays a factor in that. Mm-hmm. We have this false perception, again, that there's only so much and I got to get it all. Two, realization goes back to the faith that we have an eternity that's good <clears throat> now all this is going to go away that's good so everything we're trying to hoard and keep to ourselves is meaningless in the end it's in vain third is there is a quote again don't know who said it but i thought it was really good he was saying how we everyone strives to be the man like we strive to be the man like the guy like we want to be the mvp the all-star the first ballot the president whatever it could be everybody wants to be the man mm. But he said, everybody can't be the man. Not everybody can't be that man. But he said, anybody can be the man behind the man. Yeah. Anybody could do that. Yeah. And so for me as an agent, like I'm never going to be the one to play on the field. But I can be the man behind Grant, behind Byron, behind XYZ. Anaya that just released her draft day vlog. She's phenomenal. She, she 19. She's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. I, I, she, oh, man. She is next level. And so for me, I already know like whatever ceiling I have, hers double. That's it. Like it's double. That's it. But that's okay. Like you, what's your podcast? Like what you're doing? But like even the mic, you give it. I'm like, bro, I've been running a podcast for two and a half years and they giving me microphone tips, you know, but that's okay because I can be the man behind the man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think just having, it takes a little bit of humility that just a lot of people, they don't have, which is understood. Like yeah. it's the flesh, it's pride, things of that nature. Um, I think the, the one instance in my life that really allowed me to take a step back and realize I did not have to be, the person that's got to get it all and things of that nature is when I tore my ACL, my LCL. 
just because getting out of football, it made me realize like, okay, I can have a part of this team. I'm on a scooter, mm. literally, like can't even play, mm. but I can still have an impact. And I think during that little instances such as that, driving Uber Eats, dog walking, it makes you realize like it's okay to not be the one in the limelight. Yeah. You can still benefit and serve others. And so I just, I don't know, there's again, the society, everything we're talking about, society contradicts yeah. everything. Everything. So, you know, that's why this is so impactful for people, I believe. I, you know, and, and, and we have to do this on, a, on another day. And don't worry, Josh is going to be back plenty of times. I can already think of like yes. a handful of things that I, I want to talk to you about. But I think it's so important. And for those of you who are athletes out there, um, who are in the thick of it, who and, and those of you who are former athletes like we are, we want to encourage you to understand that your athleticism, your title, um, what you're doing is not your identity, right? One day that's going to go. We've all we've all had that, and I think even having Jordan on here and talking about, you know, you know, sometimes as athletes when we put our identity in sports and it's taken away from us, it get, it hits hard, man. And we try to fill that void with anything that we can find because we've grown up sometimes two, three, four, five years old. That's when we picked up a ball, and all we've known our whole life is that sport. And, um, it's important for us and we should do a segment on that. Just letting athletes know that although that is your talent, that it, that's not your purpose that helps you fulfill your purpose. It, it helps you interact and engage and inspire people, but that's not who you are. It's in, 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 in a, in the grand scheme of things, that's just a small aspect of your life. So we definitely got to talk about that one day. Yeah, no, that's real. For Anytime, sure. bro. My dad <laughs> said, he always says he's like, uh, for football, cause he coaches football. He said, Football is, what do you say? Mm, football is what you play, but it's not who you are, that's it, that's basically. It. So that's good. Yeah. That's it, man. So I know we're, we're getting close on time. I do want to ask you, uh, you know, one last question. You know, if mm-hmm. I, not only an agent, if I was just a young person who's trying to figure out life, right? And, and you know, I'm struggling finding my purpose and I'm on the opposite end of the table of you. What advice would you give me? What what wisdom and you got a lot of it. What wisdom would you give me um, in 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 any sense? It could be broad. It could be specific. What would you say to that young young man or woman? Hmm. Ooh. You got good questions. I'm bro. trying, man. Hey, you're usually <laughs> the one asking the questions, so I had to be, I had to be on point. I had to be on it's point. It's different being the one in the hot seat, yeah. man. This is good. If I could say one thing to the young individual, I would say. Yes. Again, Summer Earl Nightingale says in an episode, he says that optimists roam the world seeing opportunity. Optimists roam the world seeing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that there's opportunity everywhere. Yes, there, When you are in a valley, like I was, there's an opportunity to grow closer to God. When you are going through a hard time, a struggle, that's an opportunity to, like you said, have that mental or emotional intelligence, self-awareness to gain, to learn more about yourself. Mm. When COVID came for me, I didn't have the Asian Academy. I didn't, wasn't dog walking, wasn't really driving Uber Eats, really wasn't doing marketing, but I said, okay, how can I utilize this opportunity? The world is shut down. I didn't think we we're going to have an NFL season. I still have mouths to feed with my wife and child. Mm. What can I do to create something of ourselves? And so I think just that, man, is like opportunities everywhere, um, every single day. Like every single day, I guess I'll give you two things. I know that's kind of cheating. Go ahead, bro. Every single day, you have to make the choice. It doesn't matter your social class, your economical class, nothing. 
Every single day you get to make the choice. Do I want to be great or do I want to be average? Hmm. Do I want to be great or average? There's no in between. So for you listening to this, like you, it's on you. Like that's individual. Like you do have a responsibility to make that choice. When I wake up this morning, am I going to be great at what I'm doing? That can be making the bed. Do I make my bed up floppy? Mm. Or do I ensure both sides are even? Mm. You know, if I'm going to cut the grass, do I leave little, you know, patches in the grass or do I get them done? And at those little instances of choosing, because it is a choice, choosing to be great, bro, like it's just, it sharpens you. And over time, if you are great today, if you're great tomorrow, day three, come day a thousand, <laughs> you ready. Yeah. You know, and you look back at whatever day it was, that was day one of your greatness and be like, man, I'm on the up and up. And so I would say those two things, bro, like opportunities everywhere. And every single day you have a choice if you want to be great or you want to be average. Man, if you are listening, as you can, you can hear, you can see um, this man is is not only a person that has just amazing wisdom, but he he wants to apply. He wants to help people. And I, and I hope that you've listened to this. So. If if something spoke to you today, I'd love to hear from you. But more importantly, I want to direct you over to what Josh is doing. He has some amazing things in the works, some things that are already established. Josh, could you just tell the the the, the listeners what's going on? Where can they find you? How can they reach yes. you? Yeah, best places would be Instagram at Agent Grady underscore Twitter, same username. My YouTube, just search Joshua Grady or Agent Grady. Uh, our agency's page is GSA Football at GSA Football on platforms. We have a marketing company as well at Grady Media. Um, Agent Talk Podcast on Instagram. That's really on my YouTube channel as well. So feel free any anywhere though. Like if someone's listening, if there's any way I can help, shoot me a DM, an email, like contact me. Whatever you contact Nate, like yeah. he'll get get it back to me. Whatever it might be. And I will say as well, like y'all listening, like Nate is the guy. Okay, so like some of these wisdom jewels gems whatever you want to call it they are not in me without nate you know so nate i appreciate you like bro the fact that you got a podcast (laughs) if if nothing else podcast okay i'm telling y'all if you want to change your life if you want to grow closer if you want to understand who god is if you want to understand yourself more purpose like this is the place that you need to be subscribed tap in He's coming with it every episode. Thank you, brother, man. I, I just want to say again, thank you for your time, for your wisdom. I hope for, for those that you who've listened today, you got something. And, and granted, like I said, whether you're faith based or not, we can learn from our differences. And just like he said, there is opportunity everywhere. Um, when you have a moment, please subscribe, leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about this. And if there's anything that you want to hear in the future from Josh and I, please let us know. We're thankful for you. Have an amazing week and God bless. Yes, sir.